once upon a time, in a world with faith and fairness, there was something hidden. Down the boundary! He's gonna go! Rockets lead! Pitch on the way for Mikulacic. We got a miss! Mikulacic gets the strikeout! And for the first time in school history, the Bearcats are going to the Super Regionals! Get ready for a next-level show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Chasing the Cup. My name is Gabe Myers, and I'm here to guide you through another season of Bearcat Sports. On the program today, we will take a deep dive into the SHSU baseball team with head coach Matt Deggs. The Bearcats are coming off a 2-1 weekend at the Rycast Classic in Florida, and are at home this weekend to take on Louisiana Lafayette. After sitting down with Deggs, Chasing the Cup will break down the Bearcat men's basketball team, which had their winning streak ended on Saturday by the Lamar Cardinals, but bounced back on Wednesday night with an overtime win over Nichols State. The women's team has run into a bit of heartbreak in the past week, dropping two close road contests against two of the top three teams in the Southland Conference. Bearcat softball season is in full swing, and the team had a successful weekend in Waco at the Getterman Classic, and followed that up with a win Wednesday night against Texas State. Men's golf kicked off its spring season in a big way as they claimed a victory at the All-American Tournament in Houston. Bearcat bowling was in action as well and faced the top three teams in the nation on Sunday at the Lady Jack Classic in Dallas. We have an absolutely loaded show for you guys today. I cannot wait to get started. We'll dive right in after a word from our local sponsor. Fans want to get into Bearcats athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to Bearcats athletic events when you show proof of membership at the ticket office. Texas Farm Bureau members receive many great offers and benefits throughout the Lone Star State. Visit TexasFarmBureau.org sports to learn more about how you can get free tickets just by becoming a Texas Farm Bureau member. Texas Farm Bureau, a proud partner of Sam Houston State Athletics. Since taking over after the 2014 season, Matt Deggs has led the Bearcats to perhaps their most successful run ever. Deggs led the team to back-to-back conference tournament championships in 2016 and 17, and has won the Southland regular season title in two of the last three years, going 24-6 in conference play in the 2016 and 2018 seasons. Deggs also led the Bearcats to their first Super Regional appearance in school history, after winning the Lubbock Regional in 2017, defeating 16th-ranked Arizona twice and 5th-ranked Texas Tech twice. In 2019, Deggs' expectations are high for the Bearcats, and he thinks a loaded pitching staff can help take them there. Now, without further interruption, here is Matt Deggs. Coach, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Gabe, thanks for having me, buddy. Coach, I want to start with your journey to Sam Houston State. Talk about that a little bit here as we get started. Well, it's been a wild ride, you know. Coaching is an incredibly tough profession. It's also very, very rewarding. And, uh, you know, a lot of people I started in the game with, you look around and they're no longer, they're no longer here. And so uh, it's a game that's, that's, it'll weed you out and it's tough to stay in and you've got to grind and you've got to have a lot of support from those around you. And uh, you've got to have a great network along the way. And I've been fortunate enough to, to have that and uh, not everybody has that. And so, uh, 
you know, we've we've been all over from the junior college ranks at Texarkana to Northwestern State and University of Arkansas and Texas A&M over to UL Lafayette and then finally here. And so uh, we're home. That's the way Kathy and the kids look at it. And the way I look at it is we love being here. It's a great community, a uh, great place to raise a family. It's an incredible university, uh, a lot of support. We have really good facilities. And we're located an hour from Houston. And so uh, one, of the, one of the best baseball areas in the country. And, and uh, to top it off, we're all from this area. So, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a blessing to be here and uh, something that we don't ever take for granted. Is there any particular coach or mentor you had coming up that really impacted you? There's been a lot of guys along the way, if they're in or out of the game. Uh, you know, Butch Hobson was a tremendous impact on my career. Uh, longtime big leaguer for the Red Sox, Angels, Yankees. Uh, managed the Red Sox in the early 90s. And, I was fortunate enough to play professionally under him and uh, learn a lot of baseball, uh, learn a lot about leadership and managing. Uh, there's a, you know, that's that's one guy that comes to mind. Obviously, my dad, uh, the guy that always set an incredible example uh, on how to do things, how to be upfront, honest, work hard, and uh, <clears throat> you know, always go after what you want. And so, uh, very fortunate to have a dad that always supported me and a family as well. Uh, wife has been a tremendous support, just holding things together at the house, and uh, always, you know, eager to to jump in and help, and uh, you know, further further this thing down the road. And so, uh, you've got to have family in place. Uh, Think of a guy like Dave Jorn that's no longer in the game, an incredible baseball man I was with at University of Arkansas. Uh, learned a lot about pitching from Dave. Most hitters don't know pitching, and I was able to learn from one of the best uh, and Dave Jorn. And, uh, you know, then then you go to the obvious, the Coach Rebel shows uh, at UL Lafayette and Rob Childress, Dave Van Horn, those guys have been incredibly influential to me along this, along this journey, really. So I want to rewind a bit now to your first season here at Sam Houston. Was there some added pressure that you felt with taking the job because David Pierce was your predecessor and he really helped put Sam Houston on the map? Well, not really. I mean, you look, it started really before David uh, with Coach Johnson. And uh, Coach Johnson won three Southland Conference Tournament titles in a row. And uh, they had advanced... Uh, to regionals all three of those years and before him coach Skeeter's always had uh, great talent and they had won uh, there's been a lot of good players and coaches come through here way before any of us and so that wasn't lost on us and then to the point that David and his staff had gotten the program uh, on the cusp of, of winning a regional and they had really really good players here uh, we played them when I was at UL in 2013 in the Baton Rouge regional and they gave us all we could handle. And so we understood that, that, you know, the foundation had been laid and Coach Pierce and his staff had kind of, had, had grown that and uh, just looked at it uh, as an incredible opportunity, really, to uh, come into a very, very small mid-major and, and uh, you know, take advantage of the obvious resources such as support and, and area and facilities and, and and try to get this thing to Omaha 
and uh, we got incredibly, incredibly close. Uh, didn't get to plant our flag at the top of the mountain, but got right there where we could see the view. And uh, so I think that's going to happen one day. Uh, 2015 was a, you know, it was a starting off point for us. We inherited a lot of guys that, that had been here. Uh, they had lost a lot of the guys that had played all the time and played every day, either to graduation or to the draft. And so what, what we inherited were guys that uh, had been a part of it, but really and truly only a few everyday players. And so uh, if that, and so the way we looked at it was we're going to come in and, and regardless of ability or, or uh, experience, we're going to provide these guys a, a great opportunity and a great experience and we're going to make the most of it. And I feel like we did that in 15, got all the way, uh, don't know how, but we did, got all the way to the conference uh, tournament championship game and uh, the following year brought in 20-something of our own of our own recruits, own guys, guys that we felt fit the pack mentality and uh, started from there and the rest is kind of history. I'm happy you mentioned that pack mentality. What are the origins of this pack baseball that you guys play? I think it was just a, a, a maturation process. Uh, as a young coach, I always knew what I liked to do and what we did uh, as a unit, a team, or a, a, a group of hitters, or uh, even when I was the head coach at Texarkana, I knew what we did, uh, but I never defined it. Uh, literally sat down, mapped it out, defined it, how we do this, what we expect out of that, uh, what your role is, etc. And uh, Rob Childress and I showed up at Texas A&M in the summer of 05 and uh, walked into a team that was a little bit down and, and uh, we had a really tough year in 06 and both Rob and I were coming off of a lot of success at uh, Arkan or at Arkansas and Nebraska respectfully and and uh, just couldn't figure out you know how we hit 240 and went 25 and 30 and uh, felt like we lacked some buy-in and, and maybe we could have handled things differently and uh, so literally I was sitting down one night I wrecked my brain all summer over it and uh, sitting down one night and watching a documentary on a pack of wolves and uh, that's when the, I had the, the light bulb moment and realized that every, every literally in a, inside of a wolf pack in, in nature, every wolf has a job due to your function. And in order for them to survive, not win a baseball game, but to survive, they have to perform that due to your function. And if, if they don't, then they become an outcast or what the term lone wolf, which people use. And uh, lone wolves don't make it on their own and so it takes everybody in the pack and so I was able to sit down and 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 pin my thoughts and, and really kind of put and define our program and our system and put it on paper and, and that was back in 06 and so it's been a long time uh, it's been obviously highly successful and uh, a lot of programs use it from coast to coast and so uh, that's something that I'm really proud of. Coach, so far the biggest success you guys have had here was in 2017 when you won the Lubbock Regional and got to play in the Super Regional for the first time in school history. And after that, you became a bit of a social media star for a press conference you had following the Super Regional in Tallahassee. What were some of the positive things that came out of that? You know, you can't stop God's time. And uh, he had... He had brought me and my family an incredibly long ways through a very arduous journey and uh, turned a, a tragedy and turned it into triumph uh, and ultimately took 
our mess and made it a message. And I think that was just the, the platform that he used. And, uh, you know, leading into that, I wasn't, I didn't have any social media. I'm not a social media guy, but uh, the outpouring was so significant that uh, we saw it as probably the most viable form to get the message out, uh, obviously to, to thank people and, and, and just to let them know that, that we appreciate their support and uh, which ultimately led to uh, telling our story and, and through a book and different forms of social media and uh, videos and uh, another book. And, and so uh, God opened a door and I've always been this way. If he opens a door, I'm not gonna stand around. Uh, I'm gonna go through it. And, and we took a leap of faith and uh, you know, social media is what it is. It can, it can be very, very harmful and, and detrimental or it can be an incredible tool uh, and a, an incredible piece to somebody's witness and story. Now let's move on to this year's team. You guys just got back from the Rycast Classic. What were some things that you learned about your squad in the first action of the season? Ah, well, you know, we were about where I thought we were. And uh, our coaches, Coach Harbell, Coach Sirianni, Coach Wed, and Coach Miles, they do such an incredible job of identifying and recruiting. And Coach Harbell heads that up and getting guys on campus that fit what we do. You know, we call them OKGs, our kind of guys. And uh, so we get a lot of freshmen in here, a lot of high school kids. And so we'd never really have encountered that huge turnover here. It's just kind of reload, 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 and, and guys that have been in the program. And so these guys have been around the block. Uh, they were eager to play. And I think we went out and gave our best effort. It was uh, it was a long trip. We set it up that way. We didn't fly, we bust. Uh, thought it would help grow us together. It would, it would initially give us a little adversity to overcome. And uh, so we drove down there. I think it was 18 and a half hours going, 16 and a half coming and uh, got after it best we could, got back, rested up a couple of days, and now we're ready to go. And so this is a team that's full of pitching. Uh, we've got some experience at the dish, and uh, we've got a little bit of everything. We've got some power arms. We've got some guys that can, that can just pitch. We've got some power bats, and then some guys that can run and execute. So really and truly, we have no excuses. And uh, so I saw about what I thought we would see, and uh, obviously it'd be nice to win all three, but you know, when you stand back, take a deep breath, and and you, you go, well, we won a series. And uh, if you win a series every weekend for an entire year, you probably wind up national champions. Coach, one player that really stood out to me this weekend that wasn't talked about much going into the year was Cody Wolf. Talk about his importance this weekend and what he could mean to the team going forward. Well, Cody's a pitchability guy, and uh, he's got three pitches, really four, that uh, he's not going to overwhelm you with but he can really, really pitch. And uh, you're gonna get any pitch, any count, any time. He's got a lot of intent behind every pitch, uh, which is a huge perception for the hitter. And, uh, you know, he's a kid that loves to compete. And so uh, if I had to compare him to somebody, uh, I would say he's on the same trajectory as, as Heath Donica was when he came in. Uh, Heath was a, Started off as a middle reliever, reliever for us, and just over the course of two or three weeks, we realized, hey, this guy's pretty good, and uh, bumped him up to a start, and the rest was history with that. And I see the same 
I'm not by any means putting that type of pressure on Cody, but I see the same makings that I saw in, in, in Heath, which is six foot two, very, very good build, very sturdy kid, lots of pitchability, and has a couple of different out pitches. And uh, he can fill this position, hold runners, and loves to compete. And so he's a guy that we're very, very excited about. On the subject of comparisons, one guy that I saw last week that really caught my attention was freshman Stephen Beard. When I saw him, I immediately thought Riley Cooper. Is that what you see? Yeah, uh, Coach Sirianni, when we signed Stephen, that was the comp that he made. And, and uh, he's Coop with a little more velo. And uh, he's got a really good pedigree. Uh, his uncle, Richie Beard, is a guy I grew up with. Richie won 20 games here at Sam Houston State. Uh, back in the late 80s, 90s, and, uh, you know, Stevie comes by it honest. He can really pitch. He pitched the Woodlands to a, to a state championship berth last year, and uh, he has an understanding, most importantly, of who he is and how he goes about his business and how he's going to attack and get hitters out. And so I was real proud of him and really glad, you know, Sunday turned into somewhat of a blessing for us that we've got a lot of guys, a little bit of experience. All right, you're a hitting guy, Coach. Let's talk about the bats a little bit here. You have Hunter Hearn coming back for his senior year, and he got off to a monster start with two home runs against Manhattan in the first game. What kind of year do you see him having? Well, Hunter can play. You know, he's proved it for three years now, heading into his fourth. Uh, we're very, very blessed and fortunate to have him back here. Uh, he's a guy that, in our exit meetings at the end of last season, you know, we, we, we hugged and told each other goodbye. We thought he was for certain going to be drafted and signed, and, and for one reason or another, they just could never – reach an agreement and so we get Hunter back, we get Clayton Hart back and uh, several guys with just a ton of big at bats over the past three years. Uh, Hunter, you know, is a guy that when he gets a swing off, he's dangerous and uh, he, he was able to get a swing off just about every AB this past weekend, which was good to see. There was no, no, uh, no hesitation. He was on time and uh, he was swinging hard in case he hit it and he was able to connect a couple of times. A young hitter that really stood out was freshman Colton Kowser. What do you see his role being this year? Hitting in the three hole and playing every day. I mean, it's uh, Colton's beyond his years. Uh, he can he can really bang and and uh, with hitters, you don't see that a whole lot this early and this young. And uh, you know when you do see it, it's very rare. Uh, so uh, he's a kid that. Uh, he's going to play this game for a long time. He still has a ways to go, but uh, he has everything that it takes to hit at a very high level. Okay, Coach, last question. Finish this sentence. This season will be successful if? Well, our expectation every year is that we're going to walk through the gate to Omaha. And uh, I don't know that there's a lot of ifs to it because we put in the blood, the sweat, the tears, and all the work that goes with it. And so our expectation is to, to, to work to win every single inning that we play this year and to uh, get it done when it matters and to, to bust through the gates of Omaha. All right, Coach. Thank you for coming on the show. Let's head over to the basketball court where the men's team has been involved in a couple of thrillers in the last week. On Saturday, the team had their run at an undefeated season ended in Beaumont when the Lamar Cardinals defeated the Bearcats 75-72. After being down by 15 at halftime, the Bearcats came storming back in the second half and were down by one with just a minute to go after a three-pointer by Marcus Harris made it 68-67. 
on the other end of the floor. The Cardinals dribbled out most of the shot clock before Nick Garth fired up a heavily contested three-pointer from NBA range and hit nothing but the bottom of the net. The Bearcats did get one more chance to try and tie the game down 75-72, but could not get a shot off and lost their 13-game winning streak. On Wednesday, the team responded with a heart-stopping win over Nichols State. Once again, the Bearcats did not get off to a great start, trailing by four at halftime, and did not look good for most of the second half either, trailing by as many as seven at different times throughout the second half. The Bearcats were able to come back thanks to their strong defense, not allowing the Cardinals to score any points inside the final four minutes of regulation. With just a minute left in the game, the Bearcats were down two and the Cardinals had the ball looking to put the final nail in the Bearcats' coffin. Then this happened. But Peppers, the grad transfer from Central Michigan, guarded by senior Marcus Harris, who steals him at midcourt, picks his pocket, Harris drives, and finishes, plus the foul! That's a snapshot of Marcus Harris this season. Great defensive play, and when you don't look to him to do a whole lot offensively, he surprises you, especially with a big play like that. That steal and score forced overtime. In overtime, the Bearcats dominated, outscoring the Colonels 17-7 on their way to an 84-74 victory. Here is Coach Hoot after the game. I thought that that was why we won, was because the last five minutes of the game and then the five minutes in overtime, we did play defense. So we played defense 10 minutes out of 50 tonight, you know, maybe a little bit more than that. But, yeah, I mean, we had to get some stops. We're down about seven with six, seven minutes to go, and we had to get some stops late, and we did. And that just shows you what we're capable of doing. We're going to head over to the golf course now, where the spring season just got underway, and the men's golf team started off with a bang winning the All-American Tournament in Houston last weekend. As a team, the Bearcats shot three under, where they were the only team to finish a tournament below par. Junior William Holcomb finished second individually, just two shots back of the individual tournament champion. Freshman Jack Randall also had a strong weekend, as he finished in a tie for fourth, moving up seven spots in the final round. The team will be back in action next week as they open up the Louisiana Classic Tournament on February 26th in Lafayette. Bowling was in action in Dallas last weekend against some of the top teams in the nation at the Lady Jack Classic. On the final day, the Bearcats faced each of the top three teams in the country. Overall on the weekend, the Bearcats went 9-4 with six of those wins coming against top 10 opponents. The Bearcats dropped their first two matches on Sunday against number 1 McKendree in a final traditional match and number 2 Vanderbilt in the semifinals. The Bearcats were able to end the day and the event on a high note though beating number three Nebraska in a third place match. That pretty much wraps up this week's show. Be sure to head over to GoBearcats.com for updates on all 17 SHSU athletic programs. Also, tickets are cheaper if you buy them ahead of time on GoBearcats.com. So if you're planning to come out to one of the games, make sure to purchase your tickets on the website to save some money. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at BearcatVid, or follow my personal Twitter, at G underscore Myers 33, or go ahead and do both. I want to wish everyone a great weekend, and I'm looking forward to seeing you back here next week on Chasing the Cup. Chasing the Cup is a presentation of Samuelson State Athletics. This episode was hosted and produced by Gabe Myers. Jason Barfield is the executive producer. Special thanks to Matt Deggs. Music courtesy of Ruby Terry, Lorizon, Jinsheng Shang, Cloud Patterns, Birdie Solo, and Post Malone.